we are live, Martin Tyler. Like first podcast in oh well a while. Last year the last one was. Yeah, it must be at least six months. I don't remember recording one before much before September, October last year. So we are back, maybe for uh, maybe I, I'm not surprised if no one's missed us, if I'm honest. No, I mean, our podcast wasn't exactly uh, paradigm shifting, was it? Well, I don't know. We got a few people come out of the woodwork, didn't we? But we are back with another, never thought we'd say it, lockdown, lockdown 3.0 episode. Yeah, cow. Um, yeah, it's, uh, this lockdown thing has gone on for a lot longer than anyone thought it was going to be. First of all, implemented, was it the start of week eight now of lockdown? We ate, we ate, or nearly week eight of the second lockdown, yeah. Jesus, third lockdown. We had that month in November, didn't we? We, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, basically, in the last 12 months, we've been shut for six, which uh, has depending been, on what, what was it? This has been tough, hasn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, it's been hard. It's been, I think it's been hard for us as a business, but also much harder for our clients. Um, but Having said that, I think it's weird. Like, I think the attitude this time around for uh, our clients in terms of training is better. I think they are seeing the benefit of structured exercise during lockdown, whereas the first time around, I don't think they did as much. Yeah. I think they kind of, you know, the weather was great, really, really sunny. People could exercise, little outdoors, go for runs, walks, whatever. I'm not, I would say the attendance on for the men's group training is obviously a lot better now. Um. Because this is actually, instead of it being a blip in the year, lockdowns are becoming a part of life. So it's, how, is that, how does that fit into your normal weekly structure of exercise and everyday life? Yeah. I think people have absorbed it a little better, albeit I think they're lacking that face-to-face interaction a lot more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You completely agree. In the first, lo- first lockdown had a bit of novelty to it for four weeks, yeah. maybe. Weather was nice. People weren't having to work, making nice making the time to have a nice garden, all that sort of stuff. And then that soon quickly died a death. And then the second lockdown was very bearable because it was four weeks. Yeah. Um, but this lockdown is obviously unknown and, and things look like they're getting good again. Um, fingers crossed. So hopefully this is the last one because, yeah, I, I think for any business owner, you know, we none of us are going to sit here and say it's been an easy 12 months. It's been no. probably the toughest 12 months of uh short um, and young business life really and there's definitely been points when we probably all questioned whether it was necessarily worth it because you know we're one of the three million people in the UK What's that up, guys? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was on a roll then yeah sorry it was a uh, turn, turn your background porn off you freak <laughs> it was a uh, I was got a video review of a uh, nutritional study that I'm writing an article. Uh, and, yeah, um... of course he has. <laughs> um, and yeah, basically, you know, like a lot of people out there is that we're one of the three million that hasn't received any financial support from the government. Um, no, literally now we've that, slipped through the cracks. Which is, you know, there's, you know, having no financial support is incomparable to someone losing their life. I never would compare the same. Um, but at the same time, that's just the realistic nature of where we're at and i think a lot of people forget this so we definitely had to do all we can to inspire our community to keep exercising which they have done like you said tom i think this lockdown mm-hmm. people are 
acutely aware of how important it is to be healthy with everything like this floating around at the moment. And um, they know they're, you know, they're seeing it maybe more as a long-term thing than I was just bang this out and then, then we'll be back. So hats off to uh, all you guys who, whether you come to SBC or not, you know, are exercising regularly because health is wealth and all that jazz. Yeah, and as well, you, I know it's only via Zoom, but then they're interacting with people outside their households and bubbles. So some of these guys won't have left their houses in weeks. Um, they've barely mm-hmm. spoken to anyone outside of maybe one or two people. So actually meeting up with guys they would normally be seeing every week, and girls, obviously, with women's group training, probably, uh, hopefully, has been beneficial. Fingers crossed. Yeah, but this one has been a bit shit, in it? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's no two ways about it. <laughs> no. Lockdown is shit, and the fact that we've it's almost becoming a norm now is even worse. I think there are certain things about this lockdown in the last twelve months that you can definitely see being uh, like long term consequences, like face masks and people just naturally avoiding each other when in the streets and the shops, and it's that kind of fear of getting close to people, which is actually really sad when you think about it. Um, and that, that sensation that you've got to keep a barrier up between you and everyone else. I could definitely see that continuing long after this lockdown ends. Um, which is a shame, really, because I think it's, it's one of the nicer things about uh, human beings. They have quite, I think they have a natural affinity to, for collectives and communities. And I think this is really just chopping everyone up and separating. Them. It, I don't know. It just uh, it sucks, really. Yeah, look, you're right. Humans aren't meant to aren't meant to really be solitary beings. Um, and it's straight. I hope. I hope you know we can see by the end of this year some return to normal life, not a replacement of what was the normal. Because I think there was some good things in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and that people ultimately maybe have a more balanced approach to health. You know, you haven't got to eat like a saint. You haven't got to exercise six seven days a week but you know some people weren't doing enough and that's just plain and simply obvious and some people were eating the wrong things far too regularly and you add those combinations together and there's no you know it's not really surprising that we're one of the worst um countries in the world for covid because covid preys on the weak and the unhealthy and that's just that's yeah. not my opinion that's just fact so um you know i think the uk is 60 overweight um big big um correlation between that and the amount of people who have died um who are obese or overweight with covid so you know if you're doing if you're not happy with your weight or anything like that now and, and you're training then just crack on keep going yeah but that's the thing we always say it all the time you don't have to don't we tom you don't have to be mm. like an athlete like no. we're so, you just gotta like do a little bit and you can still enjoy a drink you can still enjoy eating the food you want to eat but like christ you know you, like you can't kid yourselves if, if the balance is so wrong yeah, I mean, the, yeah. I mean, I think most people know when the balance is wrong. They just don't want to admit it. But I think working at SBC the last five years, you do get to realise just how little it takes to improve someone's physical well-being. So, like, if you get people in there train once or twice a week from never training at all, they get stronger, feel better, they noticeably feel healthier and, you know, have a, a much improved sense of well-being just from once or twice a week. It doesn't have to be... Every day, all day, like you say, it's, it's kind of the minimum effective dose required. You know, you exercise a couple of times a week, nothing major, but just kind of applied training uh, with a goal, ideally, because the people who usually stick to it. And don't eat like an arsehole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's, be fine. 
it's really not hard. If people aren't exercising and you're eating whatever you want, then nine times out of ten, you're not going to be very healthy. And you can bullshit yeah. as much as you like, but you just got to have a frank conversation with yourself. And maybe something like this that completely redefines what we know as life um, can help a lot of people just just kind of understand the relationship they have with um, with their health. Yeah, actually, funny enough, there was that what I was the article I was reading that Bob was reviewing was about um, how basically how to lose weight but keep it off because obviously you know most people who go through some sort of weight loss phase, ninety five percent of them put their weight back on again, um, and there's also a couple of percentages now, but a lot of them end up putting on more weight than they had before. Um, and this really big study across fifteen uh, control groups across nearly three hundred people, and the, the study basically compared dietary protocols and um, various different ways of losing weight. And then what they found was the people who maintained, there was no one diet, obviously, as we know, that stuck out as being better than the others as far as um, weight loss goes. But the people who kept the weight off for the longest, there were some, there were three things, I think, that were basically um, the same throughout. One was having some sense of structure and preparation. So whether that's... uh, calorie counting or macronutrient counting or portion control there was some form of regimented control applied to their meals uh, they had goals uh, driven yeah. by you know sustained motivation uh, encouraging experiences uh, you know kind of resisting ever-present challenges and things like that in their days um, the goals could be short-term long-term they could be weight loss they could be going on whatever it may be there was a goal set in place and they had um, a group around them who provided support. So instead of saying to someone, "Oh, why are you eating that?" You don't, you know, you don't need to lose any more weight, or you know, you don't want to, you know, they've actually had a network of people who support their goals. And that was the three simple things. It wasn't a new fad diet. It wasn't Chris Hemsworth's new training program. It wasn't a new diet pill. It was a bit of control, goal setting, and a supported community around you. And that meant that out of all the studies, those people who had those three things had sustained weight loss and kept it off yeah and there you know, it doesn't have to be rocket science at all no we like to make it hard for ourselves though, don't we i think we try yeah i think we like to make it complicated because a simple solution to a problem sometimes is a little bit demeaning or you find it a bit demeaning but more nine times out of ten the simple solution is obviously the right one because it's normally though isn't it when you present someone in this case with a simple solution to normally um being overweight or whatever or just struggling with their food intake is that because it's simple they don't necessarily like to admit that they haven't been doing it yeah people get really defensive about food and stuff and you know it's 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 up there with like some of the most polarizing topics if you quiz them on it you have clients come in who are overweight and they've come into the gym to lose weight great and you kind of run through a food diary and they'll be like no no no, food's not the food's not the problem i i I eat really well really healthily uh it's something else yeah i'm afraid not it's definitely yeah. the food i mean yes you could be inactive you could do literally nothing in the terms of exercise every single day and still stay relatively lean if yeah. you were conscious of what you were eating it's always the food unless yeah. in the rare case they've got a medical condition that's either been or hasn't been diagnosed yeah. it's always the food so 100 percent, yeah always is the food always is so don't bullshit yourself yeah yeah but yeah essentially this is just you know whether it's exercise diet health whatever 
if they feel like they've had a bit of a wake-up call the last six, seven, eight months, hopefully they've understood that actually it doesn't require huge lifestyle changes. It just means one or two things uh, are maintained on a consistent basis. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I guess that's probably enough of doom and gloom, isn't it, really? Yeah, basically. So uh, tomorrow, hopefully, we'll get the announcement of some sort of roadmap toward the end of this lockdown procedure. So by the time they're hearing this, we will have had that announced. Um, I'm guessing it will be, obviously, a phased return to normality as it was before. So schools going back, the meeting with other people, yeah. exercising outdoors in groups. Uh, so what will be SPC's plan based on that, hypothetically, that we are allowed to get potentially small groups back well i think i was re- i was really well again the, obviously we don't know what's going to happen but i think march won't be any different to what we're doing now so groups online and we're still allowed to do some pt in, uh, in person so that will continue um it'd be interesting i don't know whether groups will be you'll be allowed to be, meet many more people um, outside your household till maybe the end of april so yeah. it could be a three-month wait i'm hoping that's not the case but what I've been reading kind of sends us down that path and then gyms to reopen potentially in May is what I've heard. Um, May, that's a long time away. Yeah, well, that's I read a basically a newspaper article in, in OA yesterday and you know, there's never smoke about fire, is it, with these sort of stuff that's leaked out. So um, I don't know. I think I think everyone's ready to, to crack on now. So our plan would be as soon as outdoor exercise is loud in I mean, Wales, for example, are doing groups of four people. Yeah. So if that's allowed relatively soon, our group training will come back to SBC. We'll use the outdoor area. We'll probably use the netball courts because we've got floodlight access. The light, light's obviously going to be changing soon anyway. So yeah. we'll get everyone back and get for the first four weeks, we'll be getting used to using equipment again because a lot of people have been using lighter weights or not even having any access to equipment. And then after that first four weeks, we could be in a position where maybe the gyms are going to be reopening and we could start to filter some some movement back in there. But obviously a benefit of SBC, if everyone who comes in knows that, is that we know exactly who's going to be in the building when. So we can control control space. Yeah. We've got the out the outdoor area wasn't even around with the roof last time we had a lockdown. So no, that's true. Yeah, yeah. You know, that we was, did it all yeah. on the field. So it'll be a very similar phase return to the first lockdown, albeit we now have more options as to how we play it. So mm. um but realistically, as soon as we can with our groups, you guys will be back um, because we we know the power of having people in the groups together in person rather than online, even though the online has been working great to keep everyone active. So, yeah, when we, as soon as we hear stuff tomorrow, well, we'll make an announcement. I mean, nothing's going to be changing for at least a month anyway. So, yeah, I mean, uh, we, we, the thing is, it depends. Hopefully, it's not it's before May. Could really do with it being before May because the thing is that that's another six, eight weeks nearly. Yeah. Over eight weeks, isn't it? Um, which I think is just that's that's longer than we've been in the lockdown now. Yeah, I know. I, I generally think from what I read yesterday that like you're looking at really what they say today, 31st July, that they're gonna vaccinate um or every adult in the UK is gonna be offered a vaccination. I don't think you'll see really um full reopening until then. Mm, you'll see yeah, part which is absolutely you know like anyone who knows me kills me inside saying that sort of thing because it's time that we rock and roll in my opinion but um you know ho- hopefully we can get back before i thought i thought gyms maybe would be able to open in april time um yeah i thought there was enough groundswell movement last time 
regarding the fact that people thought the gyms were open too late and people yeah. wanted to get back sooner. And I had maybe hoped they'd factor that in this time around, but the government doesn't seem to be considering it as a, a feasible option. Well, I just think that they're being cautious across every industry, from what I can see. Yeah. I mean, uh, but they're not, I heard non essential retail will be going back like mid, mid April. Well, surely gyms are classed in that, aren't they? It must be. Must be. So, well, I mean, we're, there's no point us really talking about this because we don't know, do we? But yeah, exactly. Long story short, group training will be back as soon as there's all we need is groups of four people exercising together to be allowed because we're, this time, I think the one difference we're going to do to last time is we'll bubble people together. So, yeah. you know, you'll know we'll have a group set out right at the start as to who you're going to be with every single session. Um, so we'll have bubbles and then that'll be obviously spread out um, and all the, all the sanitising equip, equipment and that all provided and um, cannot wait, really. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be great. I think everyone's just chopping a bit to get back. So like last time, when we had it, we were lucky with the weather last year, obviously. So hopefully we'll have the same amount of weather this year to get people out in the field. Nice sunshine, early mornings, late evenings. It was nice last year. I think people actually really enjoyed it. It's absolutely banging. And then, then we got what else we got this year? Oh well, we got our free peach challenge. Still, still plan to go ahead. Yep, absolutely. Hopefully, late summer. So that's going to be raising money for Cancer United. I think there's over thirty of us that are going to be doing the three highest peaks in England, Scotland, and Wales in less than twenty four hours. Hopefully, yeah, um, absolutely. So that'll go ahead this year or next year, but hopefully maybe late summer would be quite a nice time to do it. Yeah, um, it'd be great to get all those people together because it got it got a real buzz last time we planned to do it. And uh, real, got, it. yeah, got a real buzz, and I've still got all their money in my bank account. So uh, they'll probably be quite keen to do it, then I imagine. I hope so. Otherwise, I'm going to absolutely blow that bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know on what nothing's open, but when the Bitcoin. time comes, I'm absolutely Bitcoin. <laughs> by, don't talk to me about Bitcoin. <laughs> no, no one talked to us about Bitcoin. Did you see the thing the other day some bloke was offered years ago? He was offered either a thirteen million pound house or fifty thousand Bitcoin, and he chose the house. He worked out he'd be a billionaire by now if he'd chosen the Bitcoin. Do you still think though it's actually feasible to get the money? I don't know. I mean, I can't imagine transferring one point two billion off of Coinbase. Can you? <laughs> but, <laughs> it's my first direct okay, card. How many- how many people do you know have actually got their money from Bitcoin? Uh, I, I don't know many people cashed out at all. That's what I mean. Like physically got the cash in their account. That's what I'm interested in. Not in their Coinbase account. In the, If you don't know what Coinbase is, by the way, it's a trading platform for Bitcoin. I mean, I, I've withdrawn from there before. Did you get money? Yeah. It was quite easy. Oh, you do get quite big transaction. Well, you get some transaction fees, obviously, but... Um, they, are, they have made it a lot easier. When you first had Coinbase, you had to like verify your bank through six different methods and then they were like oh well still might not give you the money why, why are we talking about this <laughs> i don't know <laughs> someone listening to this is getting getting information how they can verify their bitcoin account <laughs> but if you listen to this bitcoin's at about fifty thousand, and you've got a spare cash then maybe worth it maybe worth a pop but the spc no, investment podcast no, no, we we do not accept any responsibility for your investments. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, so we got that three peaks, and then yeah, we got, got five well, probably, isn't it? Yeah, I was gonna say hopefully, hopefully, we're in a position to host a bit of an outdoor bash, get as many members up there as possible, friends, families, just get kind of a bit of a celebration going, a bit of a welcome back to everyone, and kind of a sayonara to the past twelve months. 
a big fat a big family day during the day and an absolute booze up in the evening that's what we're planning sounds excellent get some uh, live music out there maybe get barney on the decks <laughs> dj barney barnard that should be a good fun night, actually. We have some games, maybe like a games event today, and then followed by food and drinks in the evening. Yeah. And uh, that was the last games event. We went off like a storm. Yeah, we we done two. One, 2018 was our first one, wasn't it? 2018 was the first one. And that was very, very wet. But actually yeah. brilliant because it kept everyone inside. Yeah, and then 2019 was um, a bit more of a CrossFit one outside. We just need to get some more women. If anybody at SBC women listen to this, come on. Yeah, that's true. But Michelle, Michelle had an idea of um, she's not on this podcast, by the way, um, of doing it at Rookery Farm, which is towards like just past Feltham. Yeah, like an adventure day sort of thing. Okay. Yeah, That's she's cool she's taken the SBC women there, haven't they? And they've done a day there, and she said it was absolutely epic. She said she ate for three days because it's like climbing over stuff, crawling under stuff. Yeah, just exercise you don't normally do. Um. So that could be an option, couldn't it? Speak to yeah. those guys about hosting it all there. Um, and then obviously we've got the yoga camp and the nutrition camp still going well. So everything, everything kind of ticking along. We're just waiting for the group training to come back and getting everyone back indoors and socialising again. Yeah. Um, what's three update members on what's happened? Obviously we've had the outdoor area constructed, built, finished now by um, a combination of Oakcrofts, Simpson Electrical, and yeah. uh, what's um, Matt Scott's? Company? I don't know what Matt Scott's called. Oh, it's painted by um, Paintworks, wasn't it? And um, Fine Finish, those guys painted it. Yep. And Matt Scott, yeah, graphic design, but I don't actually know what his company's name is. Hmm. Well, it's, it's, if you haven't been to SPC for a, since the lockdown, it's going to have a very different look when you turn up. So we've got some designs outside and inside uh, that mirror kind of each other and give the place a little bit of colour. A bit more of a um, kind of a retro vibe. It's still ongoing, obviously, but so far the feedback's been pretty good. Yeah, lots of orange in the gym now. Lots of orange, lots of jagged shapes and all sorts, and a nice big hashtag outside for everyone else to copy and use on their own marketing. Eh? <laughs> oh, yes, that happens quite a bit. Getting ripped off left, right and centre. Can't trademark it, though. No, it's unfortunate because uh, really nice if we could. It would be lovely if we could. So, yeah, the, the facility is going to probably, we always say this, but actually look the best it's ever looked when everyone's back. Yeah. I think we've continued to try and update things and develop things. We're not just resting on our laurels and hoping that when things go back, everyone will just be happy to crack on as it was. I think if we um, if we open our doors and everyone's coming in and seeing a brand new facility, basically, and a real face, it'll show that we've been hard at work during this lockdown. We're not just sitting back crossing our fingers we're actually putting the time the money into investing in the facility to make it a place that's going to bounce back nice and fast and be there to accommodate our members as best we can yeah absolutely yeah the last thing last thing we want to do is just you know everything from how we deliver our sessions how we can improve them to you know the atmosphere the the facility is always always at the back of our minds and, and thinking about how we can improve them so you know, yeah. I think when the dust has settled this this year and it, we're going to make another investment again in on the facility. Not quite sure what yet, but whether that's some more equipment or, you know, who knows what we decide to do. But um, yeah. we definitely we definitely have uh, have scope now to to go ahead and do that. Really, yeah. And also, I think get back to doing more of these podcasts. Um, 
and kind of setting the agenda early in the month. We'll set some topics we'll discuss in detail, whether it's reviewing articles on training and nutrition, uh, talking about results from our clients or anything at all that you guys want us to, to, to talk about really or cover or anything like that at all. I think we get back to a regular scheduled weekly podcast drop. Yeah, I think our next podcast, maybe Tom could be talking about um, what you've learned on the nutrition camp over the... Well, yeah, I mean, I could send you this oh, this, this research paper that I'm reading now, and then we could discuss that, because I think it's really interesting. It kind of, it's, um, it puts it very clearly in black and white what you have to do to achieve long-term health, basically. And it's, it'd be interesting because it's not, like we said earlier, it's not this scientific extravaganza it's a fairly basic principles backed up by a really good study yeah so maybe next podcast nutrition camp exploits any uh, loss absolutely any final things you want to add to the guys and girls Uh, only the people who are on the nutrition course at the moment they're only about six weeks in but uh probably one of the best groups i've had on it they've lost an awful lot of weight across the group um, they've adhered to the diet really well. They've been training as hard as they can. Obviously, a lot of them do the group training, but some of them don't. So they've been getting out walking and training and doing exercises outside, downloading our bodyweight blast or the bodyweight beast. Um, and yeah, they've just been smashing it. So we've got another sort of four, five, six weeks for some of them, hoping to see some amazing results at the end of it. But the collective weight loss now, I think, is uh, must be north of 60, 65 kilos, I think. Yeah. Which is, uh, which is great. So if you're listening to this and you're on the nutrition course, keep it up. Um, Amazing, yeah. And we'll be potentially looking to uh, open up again four or five weeks' time for anyone who wants to join it. Yeah, I've seen some of the pictures today, actually, and yeah, some of, some of the, well, all of them are making incredible progress. So keep yeah. on going. But no, I, don't, that's, I think it's just, uh, that's kind of covered everything, isn't it? It has. A little yep. uh, welcome back, refresh, what's been going on, what hopefully we've got planned, and obviously, Coming to the next week with more targeted titles and topics for us to cover.